So how is it so far? <laughs> what have you seen? What have you seen so far? We saw an amazing picture this morning. Isn't that amazing? It's yeah. awesome. Right after the picture, we will be saying of Kapitel Tillim by the Shluchim from Pittsburgh, that were killed last week. So please remain in your places until after the Tillim is said. togetherness. No. What was said about oh. Pittsburgh? I heard there was something said about Pittsburgh. Yeah, I see there are about uh, nine, what do we say, nine shluchim? Yeah. There are nine Chabad rabbis in Pittsburgh. And they didn't come in for the weekend because they stayed with their congregations. So they flew in this morning. So they gave them a special welcome and they said the psalm, they read the psalm and they sang the song and so Pittsburgh has really shaken the country. It was, isn't that amazing? I mean, it's not the biggest tragedy in American history. But the reaction is so positive. Also in London as well. It shook everybody really? in our country. It's, ama- it's, it's, out of, it's disproportionate. <laughs> you didn't, didn't expect such a reaction. My son came in from Alabama. So at the airport in Alabama, the, the, the luggage handler said to him, really sorry about the tragedy. And then he arrives here at LaGuardia, <laughs> getting off the plane, the guy there says, you know, sorry about your, everywhere. Apart from it's your a, president. Huh? Apart from your president. My president. Say the right thing. <laughs> Don't blame him on me. <laughs> But the reaction is fantastic. And, and yet you hear these, you see these headlines, anti-Semitism growing in America. No, it's not. That's so not true. It's amazing. <laughs> 
really beautiful, beautiful reaction. My son in Minnesota got a little note in his mailbox from his Arab neighbor, Muslim neighbor, saying, uh, you know, we're, we're terribly sorry and we're behind you. And everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. So uh, whoa, 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 what are you, why are you here? <laughs> what are you doing here? What are you? explore different parts of Jewish culture, see something that we can't exactly see back home. Right. <laughs> That's true. So what, is this a class? A school? Yeah. No, you can tell them who we are, what, what's going on. Who are we? We're part of the Temple Emanuel Youth Group, and we're all from the um, congregation, <laughs> and we kind of It's a bad habit, it's not my but it's all hard. It's a bad habit, but you'll outgrow it. <laughs> so, what would you like to know? How much has this community changed over the years? <laughs> <laughs> Zero plus zero equals zero. Uh, actually, let me give you a little bit of historic background. The movement began in Russia in a little village called Lubavitch, which literally means village of love. Luba in Russian is love. Um, about 250 years ago, a little more. What it was, was a new insight, a new ph philosophy about Judaism. And it spread through Russia like wildfire. And in a few years, uh, half of Russia became Hasidic. Half the Jews in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been something. Yeah, that would have been. Uh, the communists came and, you know, it made it impossible to, to live there. And so it moved to Brooklyn in 1940. And the change that you're asking about was really very, very significant and beneficial because coming from a shtetl mentality, you know, living in ghettos, although it wasn't a ghetto. I don't know if Russia had ghettos, but uh, certainly it was a small town and Jews lived in tight neighborhoods. To come to America and develop uh, a cosmopolitan view of life, that was really a great benefit. It, it opened up everything. So the change was very dramatic. You can imagine from the extreme smallness, it couldn't get any smaller, uh, to, to this completely global aspirations of changing the world. It was an amazing transformation. So what changed simply was that instead of living internal, uh, insular, it became a very out 
outward directed philosophy. And that's why the community is so welcoming of guests. When you go, uh, as far as I, I've heard, when you go uh, touring in other places, they show you buildings. This is this and this is that. You don't go inside. Here, you go everywhere. You go into the scribe's place, you go into the matzah bakery, you go into whatever it is, because our whole purpose and existence is to be open and to share the philosophy and the joy of that philosophy with everybody. So it was the last week we had uh, Denmark, a, a huge group from Denmark. We had a group from Norway, from China. It's, it's beautiful. <coughs> Get some Jews too. <laughs> so that, that ha that's the, cha the big change. In, uh, in two generations went from being tiny village to being like what you saw, global. The message is a very simple one. The purpose of life, which everybody's looking for, right? Why are we here? What's the purpose of life? I didn't ask to be born. So why am I here? The only real answer to that question has got to come from whatever created us. Because if you say, what is the purpose of my existence, who are you asking? You want to make one up? Yeah, I think this week my purpose will be uh, to be a doctor. And then next week maybe I'll change my... That's not a purpose, that's just a plan. <laughs> If you say, what is the purpose of our existence, you mean, was there a purpose before we existed? The purpose has to come before the fact. You don't build a car and then think, what it's, what's it for? First you have a purpose, then you create. So in, in very practical terms, which you know, goes beyond religion, if there's a purpose to life, it has to be the purpose that brought us to life. Got to find out what that is. Or, or maybe there isn't. Or maybe there's no purpose. But I can't make one up. And we can't have a hundred different groups making up a hundred different purposes. <laughs> Never be peace that way. So, we're very excited to share the message that uh, the original being that caused all this does have a purpose. And that's good news. So when you feel like, I didn't ask to be born, why am I going through all this? You're, you're right. We didn't ask to be born and we didn't create ourselves. Well, where does that lead you? Either to nihilism so I guess there is no purpose, or to a, to a purposeful creator. See, you know, everybody's talking about evolution versus intelligent design. That's not the issue. Evolution is also intelligent. It's very intelligent. That's not the issue. The question is, 
whatever started this process wanted something or didn't know what it was doing. That's the difference. So everybody agrees that there was a creator. Some call it a subatomic particle. <clears throat> but whatever you want to call it, did it, did it make this happen or did it just happen? That's a tiny little difference. And it makes all the difference in the world. <laughs> One chromosome <laughs> makes all the difference in the world, right? <clears throat> so we've spent, as a Jewish people, we've spent about 3,300 years trying to nail down this purpose. <laughs> we must know something by now. We haven't been wasting our time. So to share this with the world, I think, may be the key to peace on earth. Because this is, this is beyond, beyond any particular religion, or religion in general. So religion has become a problem, as you may have noticed in the news. All the wars are religious. So somehow religion has become a negative but what we're talking about here, what we're celebrating here, is not the Jewish religion. We're celebrating a, the, the intentional creation of a purposeful creator who really cares about his creation. I don't know how that can not be appealing. <laughs> so what is his intention? What does he want? Why did he do this? What do we do? What do we do for him? How is our existence meaningful or useful to him? This is an amazing subject. And it's the same Judaism as uh, Moses. I mean, it's just a new insight into what it's all about. So we still say the same Shema, and we put the mezuzah on the door on the right side. Same old stuff, but with a whole new appreciation. And that's exciting because if something 4,000 years old can become fresh again, eh, we're on to something. That is really amazing. So one of the results of Pittsburgh, one of the reactions of people in Pittsburgh, put a mezuzah on your door. Jewish pride. So, whoa, that mezuzah goes back 4,000 years. And all of a sudden, it's exciting? Isn't that amazing? Come on. 